Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Julius Anglicas. Uh, I think I said it right. That was pretty good. That was definitely one of the better ones. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, I know you're fighting for the 205 belt on the 16th in Bellator mm-hmm. on Showtime. How's the, how, how are you feeling? I feel everything. Excited, scared, nervous, happy. Uh, it's a big opportunity. So it's, I always thought I'll fight for a title like within like a year or a year and a half. I definitely did not think it's going to be this soon. So it caught me off guard, but I mean, an opportunity knocks on your door. You have to take full advantage of it. So um, I think I'm ready to just do my best and see what happens. That's all you can do. You've been preparing, you know. How long have you been fighting, you know? I've been fighting for, I think, about seven years. Okay. Uh, started around age 24. Uh, That's a little late for, nor, uh, nor, you know, some people. Yes, because I had to... School was the thing that was on our minds. Like, oh, after high school, you have to jump in right into college. And during college, I was wrestling. So I, was, I had classes, I had sports. There was no extra time to do anything else. So I kind of had to wait till I entered my master's program. And that's when I had most more free time. Wow. Wrestling was done. And uh, I transferred to Lindenwood, which was five minutes away from the gym. Uh, so yeah, I had a car, much more free time. Wrestling was over. And I'm like, well, I definitely want to keep competing. I definitely want to do something more exciting. And I just figured fighting would be that next thing to explore so i think around ag at 24 i just jumped right in and didn't look back well you were so you were competing you know as a a college wrestler that whole time so that's that counts in my book (laughs) what were you what were you going to school for what did you get your bachelor's in uh i wanted to be a physical education teacher okay so like yeah so my education is master's in uh teaching K through 12. But the second I got my degree, I'm like, uh, I don't want to do this. Ah, you don't want to teach kindergartners and or uh, high, high school been, students? That, that would have been my uh, first guess, like uh, elementary school. Uh, high school, middle school, it's like, uh, I figured elementary would be more fun, play any games, whatever you want. But I don't know if I figured since I'm still young, I don't want to follow that traditional path of school, school, jump straight into work. It's like, when do I get to do what I want to do? So I just figured I'll give my best shot with fighting. If it works out, great. Once it's done, I'll have a degree to fall back on to and do something. Totally. I always have a way to make money or find jobs. So I just figured I'll do something once for myself. You got to, you know, put your, uh, you got to dive in and go for right. it. Yeah. And you can't be like halfway 
a fighter. <laughs> right, yeah. Because you're not going to win unless you're like John Jones or something, maybe, because mm-hmm. he's like a freak. But so you're, the fight's coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, you got like one week, just about a little over a week. What are you What are you doing to get ready? Uh, right now, I think it's mainly just about recovery. All the all the hard work is done. You can't. It's too late to push for more. I like it. Yeah. It's 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 too late to like get cramped and extra work. I mean, this is the time where it's like you're starting to feel that way. It's like, uh, okay, let's do another workout where I'll do a hundred rounds of hard sparring just to sneak it in just to make sure that I have it. No, like last week I did it all. We felt it that I have it in me to do everything. So right now it's just too late to do it all. So recover because it's weird to feel recovered throughout the whole camp you feel beat up mm-hmm. you feel achy you feel in pain so for you that feels normal so the second you start to feel more recovered especially next week that's when like also different mind tricks start like going it's like oh i feel like i didn't do anything the whole camp because i just feel too good like i need to go lift weights or something but no, you want that that feeling of itchiness or just energy flowing through you because that's what's going to help you perform. Um, so it's I'm trying not to listen to what my mind is telling me right now. It's like, nope, you do need to rest. Um, don't go much harder anymore. Just Now just keep it sharp, workouts short, get the sweat going. Um, so yeah, it's... Uh, it's definitely it's harder it's a little bit, it's a little bit harder because it's, it's like, just like not do something right you're changing things up but uh, you do get tired of training like right now it's like okay finally we'll get to tone it down as well and not do as much but once you recover you feel like oh man i should have done so much more should have done thousand push-ups before bed every night blah 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 but no I know I was tired during practice. I know I pushed it hard. I did my part. That's it. Now now it's just cruise, stay sharp, and rest. That's hard to do, but I feel like if you could literally not work out for the next seven, eight days, you'd be like fresh as a daisy, ready to ready to kill this dude. Exactly. How do you how do you think about opponents? Like, are you, do you think about do you try to get yourself angry about them, or or just not really think about them at all? Uh, each time it's a little bit different because I still try to find that perfect middle ground. Like, do I stay angry? And sometimes that was too much to think about. Sometimes I try to be calm and not think about it till the last moment. Because like, you know you can turn it on 15 minutes before you have to go. So yeah. why, why would you have to turn it on like two weeks before? Yeah, It's just too much stress. And like, I like I, that. I didn't like to deal with that stress. I know for a fact if I need to get ready right now, I could get myself like mentally ready in the yeah. next few minutes. But it's like just because if you're chilling right now and you relax, you feel like oh no, it's it's not going to happen. I won't be able to do it. So I must be focused.
focused and angry for the next few weeks all the way all the way until the fight and yeah uh, that's draining it is it could be draining yeah you don't want to do that some some people for some people that works and i think it worked for me as well just because like i was constantly ready i was constantly visualizing but just the extra tension with through such a long period of time it is too much you don't want to deal with it you don't want fighting consume you your life Mm-mm. and everything that you do outside of it like i told everybody in, in many interviews like i still don't consider myself as a fighter i'm, I'm just a random guy who <laughs> wants to be a fighter like seriously like i just i'm just a random guy who wants to be one of the cool kids one of the fighters and i definitely don't want to stress over it at the beginning of my career i was stressing all the time but i'm trying to find that perfect ground where i can still live my life but i know i can always turn it on i mean i'm 10 and 1 and now fighting for a title like you know what you're doing yeah exactly so so i'm just playing with that to, to make it better that's that's uh yeah all I mean, over the place no no i uh like because michael jordan would talk about how he would you know think of his opponent and think of something that they did to upset him and he would use that as fuel to help you know make him play harder in the, in the mm-hmm. game but i'm sure he didn't do it for the weeks ahead of time it was just like that yeah. night like right before the game started you'd be like he said something about my mom i'm gonna i'm gonna murder this fool or something so you can find that energy you know like you said uh like right upon game time right Mm -hmm. right before the fight you know you don't want to do it too much before that probably and and visualizing is enough because like there is difference between like visualizing and constantly thinking about the fight versus being amped up and ready to go all the time so yeah. I think I did not like that part. So I still do a lot of visualizing. I go through all my good scenarios, bad scenarios in my head of like me being in bad positions and trying to overcome that. So I noticed that doesn't put too much stress on you because you're not like freaking out, but you are giving time and you're thinking about it and you are experiencing something in, in your head. Um, I think one of the good things I heard, um, I think it was Eddie Alvarez talking about his one of the fights and how he said that it, there is just positions, like there's good positions, like there's no bad positions, it's just positions. So I'm like, huh, yeah, like if I'm in a bad position, no, it's just position. You know what to do. You know the answer to it. Just work your way out of it. He said something like that, something about just being positions. So I'm just starting to think about it that way. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in trouble a little bit, but I know the answer to it. So, so that's all it is. It's just position. I mean, slight disadvantage, but you know what you got to do to get yourself out of it. So fighting almost becomes not a fighting. It's just problem solving. It's like, huh, what you do from there? Okay, I just do this while 
in amateur days, you would just freak out like, oh my God, like I'm in a deadly position. I'm about to lose or get hurt. No, it's just position and there's ways to get out of it. So you know, how fast you just can do that. Yeah, like you, I've been in this position before. I've gotten out of this position. It's just a position, and, and I'm going to do what I normally do. Um, like, I know as I've been doing running sheath, uh, sheathunderwear.com, everyone out there, for 10 years, to, uh, give or take. And in the early days, I would freak out when we were like, we we're waiting on product to come in or sales were down. And, like I'm thinking what's happening. I'm freaking out. But now when these, these things happen, I'm like, okay, I've been through this before. We always get out of it. Right. And it's just another, you know, uh, this is what happens in business and not you're in, you know, you know, the fight game is, is very similar. I find you're fighting, you know, for survival and uh, legacy, uh, your reputation and achievement. You want to, you know, make something of your life and, and this is the one chance you get kind of. So they're very, they're very similar. And that's why I love talking to you guys. I've talked, we've a lot, most of my interviews are with fighters because it's the most interesting sport in the world. Um, it breaks all language barriers. You just, you know, what's happening when someone's yeah. fighting and the, the heart, you know, the will to keep fighting when you, you're getting beat. Like what happened with Nick Diaz the other uh, week, two weeks ago or whatever. I don't, you know who that is, right? Yeah. And, and he kind of just quit yeah. and people were like praising him for quitting and, I, and it's fine, but that's not the type of, you know, the mindset of a champion, I guess. You know, just you, you don't quit. You never, but sometimes you do. Ha I mean, I've seen fights where I'm like, please just quit. Yes. <laughs> please just tap out. Yes. But he wasn't even hurt. But that, so that was, uh, that was interesting. What did you think about that? It, it's almost like a movie because he is like the guy who always come forward, come forward, not care about anything, like not care about damage or all the cuts. And, he he went through a lot, the whole suspension, and and he was always like a little bit against. Well, too much interviews and too much media would get to him a little bit, so you can kind of like almost see that a little bit more like frustration. So it almost felt like a movie, like he was this guy who would not care about his own damage and just go after people, and now he just. They brought him back, and he like he like quits. Like him quitting was something that nobody expected, and I almost don't want to say the word quit because he went further than most people in the world would. Like everybody would have quit halfway through the first round, right? And like he just went after it, and yeah, him quitting was definitely something nobody expected. I did not expect it. I can't even be mad at him for that. Yeah, yeah, most people were giving him like credit and just he made he, he made the choice. He knew he knew he was taking he was right. not gonna win the next two rounds, so he went ahead and threw in the towel himself. And he just went through too much. Like I could just see like 
I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I just feel like he just went through too much. The suspension, the media, I'm sure people were talking, blah, blah, blah. It's, yeah. it's just too much to handle. So just like, yeah, I kind of felt sad for it. So, but yeah, like how to say it, definitely not hating him for that. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, you can't hate him, and he no. he has his legacy from his previous right. run, uh, you know, in the UFC. And this is just like maybe Michael Jordan going to try to play baseball. You know, he didn't make it, mm-hmm. but he tried, and and so Nick tried to come back. It's not he's he's thirty eight, and he's been out for five years, and probably got a little. I know he was making a lot of money with the weed business, anyways. Okay. Sometimes, so sometimes you know, when you're taken care of and you don't need to fight. A lot of people fight because that's all they have to get out of whatever situation they're in, right? Mm-hmm. Is that how you were? Or what? Or did you grow up kind of just uh, middle class, normal? Yeah, I mean, we had, like, we were pretty successful, but then, like, we went into bankruptcy back in Lithuania. So my parents came to the United States before me and my brother did. Um, they came to the United States. We thought it was going to be only for one year. Then it was so like, okay, one year, no big deal. We'll see them soon. Then it was two years, then three years. Whoa. So like we didn't see them for five years, which it sounds like it would have been a lot, but it was like a gradual warm up. Like at first, okay, just one year. We'll see you soon. Okay, cool, no problem. And then just kind of got extended, extended, extended. So it was just, it was eased into it of how long it's actually going to be. And I'm sure they did not know that either. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when we fixed our papers, we came to United States. We only thought it's going to be for the visit. And I think it was summer of 2005, if I'm not mistaken. And we thought it was only going to be for the summer. And then we'll go back to Lithuania. How old were you? I was just about to turn 14. Okay, that's pretty young. Yeah. And uh, halfway through the summer, I think it was around my birthday, because my birthday is July 23rd. And I think end of July, we went to summer school. Because during one dinner, we were just talking about Lithuania and here and staying or going back. And like, this is good. Like, there is a lot of opportunities here. It's a nice location. This episode is brought to you in part by Element Kombucha. It's a new sponsor. We're very excited. They sent me a care package and I drank them all. I can't even show you. I could show you this empty bottle right here, but uh, it's uh, Element Kombucha. They have CBD um, infusions, THC free, really tasty blends. You know, kombucha is good for the gut bio. So if you have been taking antibiotics, it's always good to take some probiotics. And Element Kombucha is sponsoring this show. They're supporting us. So we're asking you to support them. They actually have really good prices. It's like 10, 15 bucks for a six or eight pack on their different options. They have variety packs, or you can just get the summer vibes blend, whatever you want. It's at elementkombucha.com. 
promo code RPG11 will save you 11% on your purchase and they'll know that we sent you and we would appreciate the support. Last but not least, sheathunderwear.com, the greatest underwear on the planet, the underwear of legends, the underwear that keeps your balls from sticking to your legs. That's right. This is the best underwear because it keeps your boys cool. Check out sheathunderwear.com. Back to the show. And if we would go back, what would we do? Like, what do you do? And I mean, what, what, what does someone do in Lithuania? Like, play video games. games. <laughs> there was, there's like, well, basketball, soccer, that's it. Um, so you play video games, crime. Yeah. But there in Long Island, we were just like, huh, schools have sports. I was working at the Schmidt's Market where I was just like stocking shelves with waters and sodas. That was my first job. I was making seven fifty. Like not bad. I I thought I was the richest man alive. <laughs> I was like, you're gonna pay me seven fifty an hour. <laughs> like that like that was unheard of. I was getting like a few hundred dollars a week. I'm like, oh my God, like no wonder everybody's coming to the United States. So, so we just figured like this is better. Like, why to, why to go back? This is definitely land of opportunities. So we just made a decision right that same dinner to stay. The conversation started, and like half an hour later, we're like, yeah, let's stay. Nice. And the next week, we went to a summer school just to kind of learn a little bit more English, uh, meet some kids, and like get familiar with like the whole system and teachers so and, but mostly just like learn the language a little bit better did you already speak pretty good english or decent at all i speak not so much but to understand it yes because english is like number one language in the whole world so back in lithuania like movies you hear them in english but like lithuanian voice is like speaking over it so subconsciously you hear like some words uh, you're learning you're learning yeah. to listen like music same thing like you're listening you're hearing movies you're hearing and so when I was here it's like I could like when people talk to me I could understand mm -hmm. but my response would be just a smile <laughs> <laughs> yeah like fragmented sentences yeah. I like Good, yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Very good. But uh, we, we learned it quick because uh, it was just me and my brother in high school. Like, we went to ESL program. I guess now they call it ELL. But that politically correct a little bit more or something. Um, so well, what well, is the... Okay, so it would have been English second language. English what is, second language. Eng, uh, now what is it? English, English language learner. Ah. Because... What if some this is not a second language for most some people? True. So somebody decided to just switch into English language learner versus English second language because what if it's not your second language? It's your third or fourth. It's a third, exactly. So we're just gonna switch it to English language learner, which I mean I guess makes sense, but at the same time I don't I was young so I would not have understood why it would have upset anyone. Yeah, I feel it would. I feel it was more upsetting adults than 
the kids. Um, yeah, the the re redefining everything these days. All the words are being right rewritten. So we so the things were a little bit slower in school for us because there was like extra help. There was a person in the class helping kids to like explain them better. They would mm-hmm. come up to you and like try to break it down if you don't understand the language a little bit. Uh, but it was mostly for uh, Spanish kids. Um, yes. So me and my brother had no way around it. I mean, sure, we had a little bit extra time to for stuff to break it down. For us to be like, oh, okay, I see what you mean. Okay. So we had to. We we were able to learn it much quicker because we just were forced to yeah. learn it more. We didn't have that that much help. That's but how you got to do it. Yes. Because I'm learning Spanish on uh, Duolingo, the app. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get these little practice sessions, but it's not until you um, immerse yourself in, like, Mexico or Spain or something where you would get that full experience. And you yeah. you just are forced to speak it, and then you'll, you'll, you'll learn. You'll learn quick. Yeah. Before you came, so, you know, when you were 14... Uh, or maybe 13 when you came mm-hmm. uh, and then you turned 14 while you're here or whatever. But in a, like, what did you think about America before you came? I, I wasn't sure what to think. Well, cause a lot of, I hear they, everyone hates us, our, you know, America around the right. world. Yeah. It's, there was slight of, um, dislike but that was because um people liked us so much so it was either you really really like it it's great or like why do you like it so much but all of that it was just from because you don't know right it's just what the rumor was right nobody really had any idea until you go there or just what you hear from your peers who went there to work So for me, I was just like, I don't know what to think. I just knew it's a place where people go to work, place where people go. And that's the place where most famous people we kind of look at, like the musicians and singers and all the movies. It's like, they they do something right. They're doing something good. They, They get something. But I wasn't really sure because I was too young to understand like the whole economics and the concept mm-hmm. of money because I wasn't working. My parents were working. I was just going to school and playing video games. So, but the the idea of living, uh, how the living would look, I just kind of imagined uh, the suburbs of like rows and rows and rows of houses that... Uh, they all look the same. Yeah, and just yeah, that's like weird. house, 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 house. So that's how that's what I expected to live in when I came. But uh, it was just a house in the woods. There were like some other houses, but it was like super private. Nice. So it was super nice, and I preferred that much, much better. But I literally thought it was like America. I just house, 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 house. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, that's that's interesting what you said about like the movie stars and musicians and mm-hmm. stuff. That is, I, I guess we are the the capital of the world, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to stuff like that, for when sure. When it comes to stuff like that, now some people say like Japan is living ahead of us, like they in the future, or is it mm-hmm. China? I think Japan. I think Japan. Like, yeah, everybody who went there say like, man, they them, those guys live in the future, but why are we not talking about them too much? Everybody talks about America. Yeah. Uh, not so much about Japan place to go. Uh, so it is weird, but um, yeah, I would definitely say America is people, what people talk about and where everybody wants to go for work. Yeah. How did your dad, so your dad came here, your mom and dad came here, mm-hmm. left you there for five years. What did he do to set you guys up uh well my parents got like divorced right before they left but they kind of worked together to, to help us Interesting. so they weren't like complete like not talking Strangers. to each other yeah uh so yeah my mom got married within like i think on the third year when she was here so so when i go back to visit them I, like i stay with my mom and my stepdad Mm-hmm. And my dad lives like 50 minutes away, so I always got to see him. So it's it's good. Like there's no drama, no nothing. But they both, my mom and my dad, when I came here, they both worked um, where they stay with elderly people at their home, and they take mm-hmm. take care of them like 24 seven. Yeah, I forget what that's called, but they're. Um, just like elderly care, right? That's... And they they did that for a while because I guess it was a place to stay and they knew how to take care of people so like my dad did that like a little bit longer than my mom did because my mom got married she got settled she moved on to a, like more uh, different jobs so i think my dad like was doing that a little bit more but like yeah and each, each family is different Some yeah so they, they, they just better than the other ones they but they so they worked and saved money and just mm-hmm. until they could bring you and your brother mm-hmm. to America and and you guys just stayed in Long Island you said yes mm-hmm. Southampton that's a nice area very nice area <laughs> very nice area and everybody thinks like oh you must be rich I'm like uh, locals not so much because I mean there's people been staying from since geez just since forever ago. But yeah, the Hamptons wasn't, I guess, looked at as the rich place forever. Now, Uh-oh. now it's kind of being pushed as the place to be, and all the big giant houses, nobody lives there. It's people from the city who Whoa. come over the weekend. So in the winter, it's quiet. It's just locals, just normal people, and yeah, in the summer, boom, parties on every single big mansion. Where it's like, where were you guys here in the winter? It's like, they go back to the city. Wow. That must be nice. <laughs> having the summer house in the Hamptons. Yeah. We're not there yet. We're going to make a few more bucks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and you still stay up in uh, in that area? Mm-hmm. You still live there? Yes. Yeah, my parents still live there. So, right now, since fighting is my job, I stay in St. Louis. This is where... Uh-huh. Pretty much my job is I stay at my gym. Well, 
I have a studio. So I just go to the gym and I go home after every fight or like during holidays or if I get hurt. So I do try to go home a few times a week, I mean, a few times a year for like two weeks or so at a time. Um, so yeah, after this fight, I'll come back to St. Louis for a few days just to, depending how hurt I am, take care of business, mm -hmm. write out some checks and then um, fly to Long Island to see my parents and hang out for a little bit. I got a couple of couple of questions. Mm -hmm. So, well, because we work with James Krause. Do you know who mm -hmm. James Krause is? Because I think he's in Missouri. Yes, he's in uh, Kansas City. He's three hours away from me. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, you don't even have you ever trained with him? I trained with him once when I went to um, uh, help um, Anthony Smith. Okay. When I went to help Anthony Smith. And for like two and a half weeks, uh, Kraus came um, the day before I left. So I was able to like roll with him a little bit. And he was cool, like super nice guy. Yeah, um, we like him. I like him. He's a great coach, at least from what I can tell. With the, that's what I've been hearing players. as well. So yeah, so I'm like coaching a little bit. It's like, okay, yeah, like, like it's good. It's simple. He breaks stuff down. Yeah. Not too much ego, but... At the same time, I only met him once. I don't know, was it right. or so. But I only heard good things. So yeah, I only got to train with him uh, once, and um, he offered me. Uh, he invited me to over his gym in Kansas City to come out to help some of his two or fivers. Yeah. But I had to decline because I'm like, uh, like I'm in the camp. I'm training also. I won't be able to stop by. Does, so Anthony, does Anthony Smith is in Missouri also? Saint, or, um, He's in Kansas uh, City. Where is it? Omaha. Okay, that's Nebraska. Yeah, but but you were for those two weeks. You were like a sparring partner. Uh, yeah, I was just a uh, pretty much main guy because he decided sometimes he goes to Kansas City because I drive three hours to Kansas City and then I drive three hours up. That's where Anthony Smith is. Ah. So. Sometimes Anthony goes to Kansas City, or sometimes he goes to, I think he goes to Kansas City. Um, um, yeah. Or sometimes he goes to a factory at uh, Colorado. Oh, nice. Um, That's where I'm at. I'm in Colorado. Okay. And uh, sometimes I guess he bounces back and forth with uh, Weidman in New York, I would say. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. But I've seen him like bounce back and forth. So he's kind of in the middle of all these gyms. He does have a gym in Omaha, but he doesn't have like too many training partners. So a few times he invited me over because his coach and my coach came from the same coach. Okay. So they kind of affiliate with us. So like we family in a way. I did not know mm -hmm. that till like a few years ago. Uh, my coach was like, hey, Julius, do you want to go train with Anthony? I'm like, Cool. Yeah, let's do it. So how did the, how did I mean he he very well could have been the champion when he got that illegal knee from John Jones. He could have just said he could have won by default. And do you remember that fight I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Right. Okay. So, um, but he, then he had a I think he had a couple losses, but now he's on a on a tear. Yes. 
and he's looking great. His last fight was amazing, and I, I would have to attribute that to him sparring with you, possibly. Well, for this for this one, we didn't work together. Um, yeah, I haven't worked for his like last few fights, just because I've been busy as well. But when you when you did, I was just joking, anyways. But uh, when you did spar with him, how did how was that? How like you're because uh, people say that you know the UFC is the ultimate, and then Bellator, and then PFL or whatever. But some people are thinking AJ McKee. I think that's his name. Mm -hmm. AJ, uh, uh, you know, could very easily beat the uh, 145 Absolutely. UFC champ. Yeah, and how? So how do you feel you uh, measured up? with anthony it was good competitive rounds because nice. here in st louis i have a pretty good uh, system of how we do things and when we spar like we go into a deep water sometimes mm -hmm. like it's like okay julius has a fight coming up okay this week we'll do so and so many rounds and within one round i go with like a few different guys who yeah. are just waiting to jump in and uh, so at that moment i was used to that that just sucky grind yeah so me and him were just got into a war where it's just like i would beat him for 10 seconds then he would dig it out and then he would like put it on me for 10 seconds and then i would just beat him up for 10 seconds so and we had tons of fun like for me that was something i already did Mm -hmm. But after we got done sparring, like you almost gave him more confidence than me. He was like, Oh my god, that was the craziest spar I ever had. Like, I'll be a world champion if I spar like this. I'm like, Huh, okay, cool. So I've been doing everything right. Like, okay. Nice. So I like it to hear that from him. I'm like, Okay, cool. Like, I've been doing everything good and right. And uh, he was impressed by how we sparred. So. I'll, I'll keep doing what I'm doing because it's weird in my gym we don't have like UFC fighters or too many Bellator fighters so when I look around it's like I think I'm working hard but and I see my partners working hard but they're not in UFC or anything big so am, am I am I doing everything proper because in my mind it's like all the UFC guys, all the big names are pretty hyped up. So I'm like, am I? I feel I'm working hard, but am I? I did not have yeah. like your reference to yes. something to look at. But the first time I went there, he like brought in another two UFC guys, and I was able to hang with them. And sometimes, like, I don't want to say outwork them, but I was definitely more like a more of a workhorse. And I'm like, huh. So, okay, like, I've been doing everything good. Yeah. Because some people left the gym thinking the grass is greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. They need to go where the room is filled with D1 wrestlers and UFC fighters. And I realized that is not the case. There was that small question, not of leaving, but a question of, Am I doing what am I supposed to do? Am I training like a champion? So when I got to train with them, it reassured me that, yes, I've been doing everything right. I don't need nothing else. I don't need to go nowhere. I'm fine with exactly where I am. And I'm fine with 
how I've been doing and training. So that gave me confidence and um, definitely reassured me that I'm in a good spot. Awesome. That is a nice thing. Mm -hmm. I, I have those experiences with sheaths sometimes when compare yourself to other companies and where we've come from and how far we've come and how well we're doing. It gives you like a little bit of confidence, like, okay, I'm on the right track. Right. We're doing the right thing. And we got awarded this, uh, like it was called Inc. 5,000 fastest growing companies. We're one of 5,000. So one of many, but that was pretty cool. I mean, there's definitely more than 5,000. There's yeah. definitely people who are trying to and being being in that list. I think it's amazing. It was pretty cool. I, I and um, you know, but aside from that, <clears throat> there's a lot. <clears throat> there's a Jesus. There's a lot of talk about fighter pay recently. Mm -hmm. You know, Jake Paul and and Dana White, and I think McGregor just posted something about pay-per-views or whatever but i've heard that bellator takes pretty good care of their fighters it would yeah you would agree yes absolutely well i think my first um my first contract was i would say pretty standard just like how it probably would be in ufc as well yeah but i was really surprised when we negotiated um how crazy bump it was awesome and even my manager was saying like dude like this is one of the best deals like we ever made like what and um they also say like with bellator you can re renegotiate better while with ufc you can't renegotiate unless you're like one of the top top guys if you kind of like caught somewhere in the middle Sorry, this is what you're getting. Yeah, we'll talk to you two weeks from now. Bye bye. Uh, so, I definitely, I'm happy with the place I am. I'm happy I did not jump with the UFC. I'm sure I'll, I will be in UFC, uh, but there is no reason for me to rush it. I mean, right. at the end, being financially stable is what's the most important. Totally. It's it's literally that, that's why we do it. It's our job. You need to pay bills. Yeah. Uh, being famous and that paying bills, it's it's no, it's craziness. So that's I, that's yeah. what Derek Derek Lewis, the you know heavyweight mm -hmm. black beast. He was I just saw him on uh, this show called Hot Ones where they eat hot wings while they have the interview. It's pretty funny. You should definitely watch it. Anyone out there, Hot Ones, very funny. But he was saying, he's like, I don't care about the belt. I don't care about the fame. Just give me the check. As long as you're, I'm getting, uh, this is my job. I'm pay me to fight and I'll fight whoever, whenever. And, and that's a, a new perspective. You, I've only ever heard, you know, like Michael Bisping or Conor McGregor. They said they want that belt and that's the pinnacle and that's mm -hmm. the goal. But there's also room for a lot of people in the middle. Like not everyone can be champion. Right. Exactly. It's funny how when I started fighting, it was almost like a very shared idea that I heard from everybody. 
which was almost sounded stupid to me because of how everyone shared the same idea. Everybody were repeating how they want to be champion and best in the world. Now from hearing that like sounds cool, like amazing, but it was very odd to me how it was like the thing of MMA. I want to be the best in the world. I'm like, where'd you guys hear that? Like, who said that? That makes all of you repeat that. Because none of you working crazy hard. I mean, yeah. you guys working, but it's almost like a thing to say, oh, I want to be best in the world. But it made me feel like none of you really believed it because somehow all of you are saying it. In wrestling, everybody worked hard and everybody were just trying to win matches. Like you go in, kick ass, whatever happens, happens, move on to the next one and do it again. It doesn't matter, win or lose, whatever, go to the next one. While here, the second I jumped into MMA world, oh, I want to be best in the world. This guy, oh, I want to be a champion. Another guy, oh, I want to be a best in the world. I'm like, why, how, why is it, it felt a little bit not real mm-hmm. of how much everybody shared that same quote. I'm like, did someone say that? Like, where, where did that came from? Yeah. Because it just didn't sound like genuine. It sounded like just a thing to say. Yeah. So, Cliche or something. Ooh. I mean, I mean, I guess we all want to be right. Just do, do your recognized. Best. Yeah. Do your best. And sure, you can strive for more. But, and like, it'll get you where it'll get you. Just do your best. But yeah, like that quote just sounded like it was like already reassuring them. So it almost made them work less hard. Ah, I like that's a good point. It was like, oh, I want to be there. So I know they just did You're nowhere near that. Don't, you're looking way too far ahead. Just the next fight. Yeah. Try to win that one. Right. Uh, and then when you're fighting for a championship, then you're like, okay, I'm going to be the best in the world. I'm going to be the best in the world right. or whatever. I've said this a few times. I'll say it one more time and I'll probably say it again. But when, when Rose Namajunas was fighting Zhang Wei Li for the belt on this last fight, and I guess she did it every fight from what I heard. Somebody uh, mentioned that. I think it was Jason Knight. He just fought for PFL. But he or she, she's like, I'm the best in the world. I'm the best in the world. I'm the, you know, mm-hmm. like, but she's in the ring fighting for the belt. And she goes and one head kick knocks out Zhang Wei Li. And uh, then she is the best in the world. So there's something to it. But when you're so far removed, like you're just one of many thousands, um, you know, maybe be the best in your city or something. Right. Best in your gym. Yeah. Small reachable goals and all those little things will make a big thing. That's a very true. Because like you said, it almost gives them... um, license to work less hard because it's like they're playing like a mental trick with their game right. or with their head and I think small increments there's a philosophy in Japan called Kaizen and it's just every day just a little bit better, a little bit better what can you find that's wrong because you can't just all of a sudden be the best in the world, you have to incrementally mm-hmm. step your way up towards that and you can't look too far ahead Sometimes you need to stay within reason yeah. of reality 
for for this season of your you know life and then as you progress i mean one day i you know i was just talking about your story and how a lot of fighters say that interviewers ask them the same questions over and over again when you go through those uh, like fight week and you just same question is that your experience uh yesterday yes i had four interviews back to back and uh well it was funny because um manager was like hey can you bellator wants to do an inter interview and we made an uh, reservation slot okay. yeah reservation for that and i thought it was just gonna be bellator doing an interview but no it was bellator scheduled bunch of interviews with a bunch of other people to to do it with me so i was like oh well i should, probably should have asked how long it was gonna take yeah because I thought it was going to be like a 20-minute thing. It turned out an hour and 20-minute thing. So it was four different interviews. And everybody asked the same question. And it was weird. I'm like, well, should we just done like a Zoom meeting and asked questions? Right. Everybody were, I remember everybody were asking me the question of uh, if I win this fight, who I would prefer to fight out of uh, Corey and... Uh, Bader? Bader. And I'm like, ah. and each time I would like get shorter and shorter at, at like explaining my answer. But then I'm like, nah, like I'll, I'll, I'll still explain it because I mean, it wasn't his fault. Right. But um, yeah, like yesterday was definitely, was a lot of repeating and it's weird. Each time or even each week, your opinion might change on things. Yeah. Or you might find something to say something differently or completely opposite than what you said, like in the previous one. So it's that would have been funny if you changes. answered like four different, completely different answers on all different, uh, on the different interviews. That would have been funny. I, I did a funny thing uh, when uh, I knew I was fighting for the title but it wasn't announced yet. Like Monday, I signed the contract. Wednesday, I have the interview. And I knew they were going to announce like next week or so. But they announced it that Saturday, I believe. And I'm doing like a little interview on the, on the phone. And we're talking how like on the alternate. And it's possible for me to fight anyone. And I'm like, yeah, that would be crazy. Like, what if next week I'm just like gonna fight for a title? I mean, how crazy would that be? And I knew I'm fighting uh, already, but I was just like pretending I did not know. So that was that was a little that funny. is fun. I was, just, I was just like I was like yeah, that would be crazy to happen. Like me fighting for a title, but what are the odds of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you worked your way up to that position. You know, a lot of mm -hmm. fighters in the UFC. You just get like one or two wins, and then you can fight for the belt if if you're good looking enough. I think it like you have to be good looking, charismatic, talk shit, have a lot of fans on your social media, and you can kind of talk your way into a fight. Sometimes I don't know if it works quite like that with Bellator. I'm sure it could. Yeah, but there is less cameras for Bellator. Mm -hmm. No, nobody's jumping in front of the camera trying to do a funny dance to get some social media exposure. Right. 
in UFC, there's like so many cameras left and right that if you're a good fighter, great, but you know you have that chance to get your views up and followers up if you do something a little different. Right. And I feel there wasn't so much of a factor back in the day or even just five years ago. I mean, sure, some people were exploring that field of using the cameras to their advantage, but now it's like definitely, and kind of feel like UFC is somewhat focusing a little bit on that. They started to realize like, huh, like the, the people like seeing weird stuff. So let's, let's give some weird people a little bit more screen time just to build them up. Um, it's taking on a little bit of a, a, a like a professional wrestling right sort of theme. But yet they talk they say that about Bellator. I'm like, no, UFC is turning into that. It's just they disguise it better. They almost like doesn't make you think that way. Right. But no, you guys just put a camera on some goofball with funny hair and he gets publicity. Like, yeah, he gets publicity. So Clicks. he does all the he does all the show for you. So people focusing on him versus the UFC itself creating some kind of WWE yeah. show. Like so, the fighter does it for them. So and I kind of prefer Bellator for that reason because I'm not too. I don't think I would have it in me to jump in front of the camera and do something bizarre to fight for extra views. Yeah, like put on a show and dance. Put on a show and dance. I mean, if you have it in you, great. Yeah. More power to you. Um, and maybe I'm just hating because I don't have it in me to, because I can't dance. All you got to do is beat that guy, though. You beat the guy that does all the talking, and then you are, just jump right ahead of him. That's... Yes, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff got ahead of him, but still, everyone's going to... If you don't have something to show consistently, yeah, then it's definitely going to be a little bit more of a struggle to put a camera on you because you're not generating the views. And Bellator is not focusing too much on that. It's just more about just, just fight. Yeah. So I kind of like that. It's less drama, less less fakery um now will i go to ufc eventually i think i will i'm i'm gonna do as much as i can in bellator build my name and if ufc offers something amazing like we said money talks we gotta pay the bills we gotta uh do good financially so if that's how it's play out it's gonna play out then we'll go there but right now i mean ufc called me halfway through my first Bellator fight to ask if I was one fight deal with Bellator or, or multi-fight deal with them. We knew they were going to call, but Bellator presented the contract and should we wait, should we not wait? And we just decided to take it. And I'm glad I did because who knows at what kind of position I would be stuck with UFC and with what kind of pay and and how I would be reacting with all that extra 
drama shenanigans, shenanigans. drama shenanigans <laughs> so i mean i think card like all the planets lined up perfectly for me at the moment um so i'm happy with the and what else i was going to say the ufc part oh everybody's asking me julius when you're going to go to ufc julius when you're going to go to ufc i'm like and i can't get mad at them because they don't know it's just that's the thing people who don't know how fighting works ufc is the top the best nothing else matters uh, go fight for ufc but i'm like uh, there is a situation with the money so i'll i'll stay with bellator there's no reason but everybody just wants to see that you there because that's the only thing you know you turn on the phone the social media ufc 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 this and that da, da, da. Oh, when we're gonna see you there mm, i'm not time will come yeah right now i don't really want to chase the screen time or something i want to do good financially because i'm not going to do this for a long time and like we said earlier paying bills and being financially stable that's what we all after literally that's what everybody's yeah. after for take care of your family security and stuff right yeah um you know a lot of like patty the batty Pimrose, I think he he waited like five years. He just made it to the UFC like a couple weeks ago, and um, Adesanya waited, and and like a lot of fighters go in super early, like um, that one kid, this super karate kid guy. Um, damn, I can't think of his name, but he went into no. Dave, help me out. With the rainbow hair? No, that guy, no, he's good. That's Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah. I'm thinking of Sage Northcut. Okay. Sorry. Thanks, Dave. I thought he was doing pretty good, though. I mean, even though he lost, he went, I thought he was doing pretty good. Now he got released. I mean, but he's fighting in some other organization, and but he was going to be the next great thing, and then he lost, 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 and now he's out. And it's just like, had he waited and yeah. developed... Because he was only like 22. So if he had waited till he was like 30, 31, mm -hmm. he could have been a monster. And he might come back because he's still young. Right, absolutely. But you waiting um, until you're ready or, you know, is I think a, a mm -hmm. wise decision because mm -hmm. you just make yourself better and better and better, build up your confidence, do those walkouts, get those jitters out. I've done this a hundred times. So when you do make it, it's just another day, you know, another walk in the park. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, uh, uh, Northcutt had like three or four fight win streak before he got released. He, he was. And then he, I think he lost a couple just ah, okay. cause he was a karate guy and then he got right. choked out a couple times through with wrestlers. And that tends ah. to happen with those guys, but you're on the right track. You're fighting for the belts. Bellator, October 16th, um, 205, great class. That's going to be exciting. We're going to be watching. I'm very excited for you. Thank but you. Best of luck. Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. I do, I do need to run. I'm sure you have some things to do. I want to respect your time as well. So thank you. And thank you. Uh, we'll be in touch. You got a care package on the way. It, thank you. It'll be there probably tomorrow or Saturday. And uh, 
just thanks for agreeing to work with us. I wish you all the best and we'll, we'll, we will talk again soon. Yes, absolutely. Everyone else, thank you for joining us once again. See you next time. Peace.